I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM 640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, it's the iHeartRadio Heart app for the John and Ken podcast. John and Ken no, on no, demand. You're excited. You're excited. I'm very excited. You're always announcing that. You're very excited no. every time. <laughs> it's because Alex Stone is about to come on. That's what well, gets we're, me. Well, wait, wait. Let's just slow down. Why? We're still, in, we're, we're still in celebration mode. Mark Ridley Thomas is going to prison. Oh, and I want to make that clear every hour on the hour. Three and a half years, Mark Ridley Thomas going to prison. Love it. Do you think he comes out a thin man? <laughs> I don't know. What. Federal prisons, aren't they known, with, especially with white-collar crime, to be a little easygoing? No? Oh, I think he's going to uh, Supermax prison in Colorado. Oh, he is? Yeah. With, like, uh, who did they send there recently? Well, uh, uh, Kaczyns- El Chapo? Kaczynski died. Yeah, well, El Chapo's died. there. Yeah. I think El Chapo's Yeah, there, he's right. going to be El Chapo's roommate. That's Where's I- Lee Baca? <laughs> <laughs> he's, anyway. He's, uh, he's going to be rooming with Biden. Daniel Gus of the Gus Report will join us after 3.30. He's always got good stuff when it involves uh, corrupt city officials. So uh, he'll talk to us about the case. And uh, what we understand is November 13th, Ridley Thomas has until then before he has to surrender. Right. 
November 13th, really? Yeah. It's a long time to get well, your some, affairs in order. Somebody ought to keep track of him. I don't <laughs> want him getting loose. And we want that name off that bridge and that building and that, that wellness center and all that stuff. All right, now we're going to turn to Alex Stone. As John mentioned, he's been following the fires that have affected Hawaii, particularly Maui, the village of Lahaina. And, of course, the story now is the power company, Hawaiian Electric. Uh, they've been sued a number of times. The big one was from Maui County, announced on Friday. And they have come back with a response to the lawsuit against the power company. We'll talk more about it now with Alex. Hey there, guys. Yeah, the uh, response is, I've got a finger and it's going back to you now, Maui County, because the the power company, Hawaiian Electric, is saying, well, yes, we did have power lines go down that day, but it was early in the day. And then firefighters responded, said that it was out and then left. And essentially, they're, they're insinuating it rekindled and that it was not their negligence, where Maui County is indicating it was two separate wildfires, two separate lines going down. And it's going to come down to the ATF uh, deciding they're the ones doing cause and origin on the wildfire of was it one wildfire that started early in the day, was not totally put out and then rekindled in the wind? Or was it two totally separate wildfires and they were unrelated? And did power lines go down in both? We don't know that yet. But the, the Maui County lawsuit against Hawaiian Electric is saying you're negligent. You should have shut off the electricity like California does in 80-mile-an-hour winds and known that it was going to be bad and that things were going to be going down. Hawaiian Electric says we're not negligent. Hawaii doesn't do that, that they've never done that, that we don't have the PSPS, we being Hawaii, the PSPS that California has. The CEO of Hawaiian Electric has been saying... We may be talking about what happens in California in the shutoff program. And so we, like most utilities, don't have that program. And it's worth noting that even in places where this has been used, it is controversial and it's not universally accepted. Yeah, I mean, we all know in California how much people hate it. I don't understand that whole thing. What do you mean? Well, we don't have it here in Hawaii. It's something that they don't do. A lot of states don't do it. They should. Well, it should be mandatory. Trust me, I think they're going to do it now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How could you not want to turn off the power if you're having a bad windstorm? Well, they say there's people with medical needs and, uh, you know, whether it be breathing machines or other things that if they shut off the power that... I hate to invoke personal responsibility, but if I'm on a breathing machine, I also have a generator in my house to keep that thing going. Yeah, well, and that's why Pacific Gas and Electric and Southern California Edison that... They've got exemptions or they'll keep your power on or give you a generator or give you a battery backup if you got something like that. Basically, though, they're saying we don't do that here. We're not negligent. But the, the lawsuits are piling up against Hawaiian Electric. The other part of this is the attorneys for Maui County and others are claiming that Hawaiian Electric came in and tampered with evidence that at the point of origin, they came in and removed the down power lines and the power poles. So investigators, when they go in, it's not there anymore. Hawaiian Electric is saying, we didn't tamper with evidence. You never cordoned it off and told us that there might be a criminal investigation in this area. They say they went in to restore the power, that they were going quickly, removing all the the downed lines and charred power poles and everything, and that it was just part of regular business, but that they weren't trying to, to hide anything. They say that they've got it, all that stuff. They've got possession of it. They're not going to do anything with it. But the ATF investigators who are going there, they show up. And it appears nothing is there any longer. 
They've gotten rid of those poles, gotten <laughs> rid of the lines, and so attorneys are saying, and here you were tampering with evidence. Hawaiian Electric saying, no, we didn't. Hmm. Is there any update on the missing people? Uh, no, so they've uh, searched 99%. We just got an update a few minutes ago. 99% of all of the area, so they're almost done. Sticking at 115, which is surprising, being it's been that for a week. The governor thought it was going to go way up. They didn't find one more in the last week, no. So will it all of a sudden, will we get a new count and they'll say, oh, well, you know, we had a bunch, but we were having to you know, certify that they were human remains or... Uh, last week, the police chief said that they have issues in that where they go in that they don't know if it is one human or multiple humans that the the bones are broken up. So maybe we're going to find out that they have determined that some of those were more than one. I mean, it's it's grim, but it's it's staying at one. They, do, do they have names of these hundreds of people supposedly missing? They, yeah, they, so they've got names this, and their addresses and ages and some of them. So there's eleven hundred names on the FBI on the list that they have put together. Many of those are a single name. So if it is John and Ken living on on uh, Maui, where is John? Where is Ken? Nobody knows by single name. It could be any John. It could be any Ken. What they did last week, they put out 388 verified names. Those are first name, last name, and point of contact. Those are people who they cannot find and they believe are real. They don't know about the other ones. The other ones are, you know, like I saw a guy on a bicycle driving by, and maybe he made it, maybe he didn't. Maybe that person never existed, but of the 388, <laughs> those are the ones that they're now putting out publicly saying, tell us where these people are. If you know them, if you are them and you're alive, let the FBI know. But uh, I think they brought it down a little bit, but 388, they don't know where they are. All right. Thank you very much, Alex. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, guys. Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. And the latest on the fires in Hawaii, apparently... Uh, this is like a separate story, but it's definitely connected. Hawaii and Maui are asking for you to visit, John. Uh, they've got big unemployment numbers now because obviously there's no tourism with all these fires. Oh, yeah. So. Well, people were uh, angry and scolding tourists for showing up. And uh, and showing oh showing up while the fires showing, were burning. Well, showing up because they planned their vacations, coincidentally, while the fires were burning. Except the fires were burning on one side of that island. Right. A lot of the resorts are on the other side of the island. People were showing up because they had made their plans, and people were all huffy and offended. How dare you? It's yeah. like, all right, so people stop showing up. Now, Now, oh, wait, we don't have any money. Now the fires are out. They want well, you to come. Well, but you're right. People are like, I don't know. It could happen again. I'm not going there. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's I, Maybe the airfares are low. I should look into it. Well, maybe we <laughs> should go as a show. We'll do a remote That's a there. great idea, right? <laughs> let's let's get the station to foot the bill. <laughs> we'll do our own investigation. She always has an angle, doesn't she? <laughs> well, now he's to get a free trip to Hawaii. Now he's yeah. nice. Well, you'd want to stay. You'd want to go to Lahaina. Yeah, we'll go to Wailea. Yeah, you want to go. She to, knows her Hawaiian places I love very Hawaii. well. I do. Bet you she you goes were, on so many big exotic vacations. You go to the Four Seasons there, right? I have been to the Four Seasons oh, course, one yes. time. All right. Yes, one time <laughs> I have, and it is lovely. <laughs> And that was the only Four Seasons you've ever gone to? I didn't say that. You asked me, <laughs> have you gone to the Four Seasons? Uh, yes, I went to well, that one Four Seasons. Too. See, yeah. we've all been to the Four Seasons. Okay, all right. It's lovely resorts. I've never I, been. You're well, a lot younger than us. You're young. Yeah, you're young. <laughs> you got not, time. They're not going to let you in. All right, John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. 
run uh, one to four every day after four o'clock, the iHeart app for the Johnny Ken On Demand podcast. All right, we'll be talking about Mark Ridley-Thomas finally going to prison, coming up after 3.30, although that's not going to happen until November, we understand. But he did get three and a half years from a judge today in federal court. Uh, we'll talk to Daniel Gus from the Gus Report for some good inside stuff, I'm sure, on the whole thing. And uh, uh, also, he got a fine. And so many so many of these crackpot public politicians are, are moaning and mourning that Mark Ridley-Thomas is going to prison. He was a pillar of the community. We have, we are, the Los Angeles government is so corrupt to the bone, right? Right to the marrow is now, even when these guys get convicted and thrown in prison and a judge lectures them on their way out to prison. Oh, I think this is an unjust. What are you talking oh, and about? These are probably the same people that think Trump is corrupt and I'm glad he got indicted, but oh, wait, wait, you're <laughs> indicting my guy. That can't be real. That can't be true. Yeah. Right. You do stuff. You you get you get uh, thrown in prison if they find you guilty. All right, Ridley Thomas did it. Woo! One of the fascinating Woo! stories to pop up in the last week is from the New York Times. There are a group of elite Silicon Valley capital venturists who have spent eight hundred million dollars buying thousands of acres in the San Francisco Bay Area. The belief is they want to create a utopia, a bustling metropolis. That they said could generate. <laughs> they did. They bought up properties. They bought up people's homes and stuff. What kind of drugs were they on or uh, are on? Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the people interviewed is Michael is... Moritz. Uh, back in 2017, he came up with this idea. He said, well, how would you like to invest in an unusual opportunity? A new California city. He came up with an idea of an urban blank slate where everything from design to construction methods and new forms of governance could be rethought. All of it would be a short distance from San Francisco and the Silicon Valley. These are people with nothing to do and they've made too much money. I would imagine this would be a very elitist community if this ever came off. Oh, yeah. Do you think, do you, do you think they want riffraff people there? They bought these, a lot of farmland, it looks like. These, Solano these are, County, if you know where that is. These are all excessively wealthy people. Uh, it's led by a guy from Goldman Sachs, a venture, yeah. another guy, a venture capitalist. Uh, another one is a co-founder of LinkedIn. Another one was Steve Jobs' wife. Uh, oh. Yeah, look at this. Uh, another guy, investor and software developer. Uh, they, yeah, these are all extremely wealthy tech people who've run out of things to do in life. They've got nothing yeah. to strive for. Aren't they usually after, like, the fountain of youth? Isn't that how they secretly spend their money trying to figure out how they can live to be 200 or something? That's what I've heard they do. They, they do, but that's, that's been a dead end. People are still dying, so. Brian Brokaw, a representative for the investor group, said in a statement they're made up of Californians who believe that Solano County and California's best days are ahead. They want to start working with Solano County residents and elected officials, also with Travis Air Force Base, which is there next week, to come up with uh, a plan. For this whole real estate community. Well, I mean, what kind of... So, are you telling me that the... I'm assuming, John, these are progressive Oh, yeah, they're, types? All, they're all progressive, because look what they want. They've uh, got their government in charge here in California. That's who these people are. What, what are you complaining about? They, they want a new city with tens of thousands of new homes, a large solar energy farm, <laughs> oh, nice. orchards with a million new trees, you see, because they can absorb the carbon dioxide. Right. And uh, ten thousand acres of new parks and open space. Now, what happens when the when the when the uh, vagrants move in? Then what are you going to do? All that open space, all those new homes. What well, happens if we start to, just as a prank send buses to their uh, 
to their utopian city. Then, then what do you do? Oh, that would be funny. That's the first thing we should we'll organize. drive up with the vagrant line. <laughs> Homeless right. buses to Utopia. No, I would love that. <laughs> I bet you they're good. I bet you they put up a big fence. <laughs> Probably an electric fence. This story brought up other ideas from the past. Remember Peter Thiel? He was a Trump supporter, right? The PayPal co-founder? Yes. And a billionaire Facebook investor. He was coming up with an idea to build a new society on lily pad-like structures mm. in the open ocean where there wouldn't be any laws or taxes. <laughs> Until a hurricane hits. Yeah, they better be very strong. Uh, well, out in the Pacific, it's less likely. You know but. what? There's, there's nothing you can do. There, there's no big improvements in life coming. The, the internet wasn't wasn't so hot either. What did it bring us? It brought us social media. Now we have smash and grabs and rioting going on at the shopping malls. And it's all organized on social media. They bought so much land so fast it was spooking the locals. The mayor of Fairfield, California, started posting about a project on Facebook several years ago. She got a call from a farmer about some mystery buyer making offers throughout the county. Yeah, She said she had gone to the county assessor's office and found that this Flannery guy had purchased tens of thousands of acres. John Garamendi, oh, that dope is still around, huh? Yeah. He's a congressman He's from the area. Yeah. Said he couldn't find out anything about what they're up to. But then that changed. Representatives for Flannery uh, said that they were talking about this is their plan, that they want to possibly, uh, uh, they have a vision of a whole new city and community right, in great. the Bay Area. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's got, always got that vision, right? They do. There's always utopia. Well, you and I could start a Johnny Look, Penn utopia. These guys... These guys no, in John, in my, in the John Utopia, there aren't any residents. That's true. There's nobody living in my town. There is no epidemic of loneliness with the John. <laughs> That's Russia. Right. We're tired of people. We're tired of hearing them. I encourage I, loneliness. I assume this land. Well, these people are wealthy. I was trying to see. Uh, Fourteen hundred acres were bought for less than five thousand dollars per acre. Oh, but the price has now escalated to twenty thousand dollars per acre. Do you know what? I heard this same routine a couple of years ago when they were spending money by the millions buying up virtual land in um in mark zuckerberg's uh metaverse oh is that right yeah that was supposed to be the promised land that was supposed to be the utopia and we were all going to convert to avatars and spend our days wandering around the and you know people were buying this i'm not making this up real estate in the metaverse for millions of dollars and right. it was, again, it was these excessively wealthy tech guys who thought that was the next frontier. We were going to live in an imaginary world with a big uh, 3D headset on our heads. And and then that uh, that died. So now it's like, okay, let's build a real new world. Well, and, then, and then there are those who think we're going to build new worlds on Mars and new worlds on... Uh, what does that tell you? People want to get out of here. I mean, this is a little different than the idea of breaking the state up into like two or three sections, right? Or having counties secede from but, California. But if you bring if you bring humans, you're going to end up with the same problems. Because the problem isn't the setting. It's, right. it's human nature. Humans are screwed up. All right, when we return, we will continue to celebrate on the John and Ken Show the sentence of federal prison for Mark Ridley Thomas, issued by a judge today of three and a half years. Our guest will be Daniel Gus with the Gus Report. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, again, uh, it's been the big story all afternoon. It took a couple hours in court today, but finally a federal judge did sentence the former Los Angeles City Councilman Mark Ridley Thomas to three and a half years in a federal prison Not for this enough. whole corruption scheme that he worked out <laughs> with the former dean of school of social work at USC to get his son Sebastian uh, some goodies. That was the whole plot. And in turn, to get her a nice contract for her ailing and failing school of social social work. This was Marilyn Flynn. She only got probation, but of course, she pled guilty and cooperated. Right, she cut a deal. And Ridley Thomas... Ridley Thomas defiantly thought he could beat this in court. That's right. And uh, he, he lost. Now, there were 19 charges, and they found him guilty on seven. And the big deal was this $100,000 that he floated through, he money laundered through USC to go to his son's nonprofit so his son could get a pile of money. Among other things, the son also got, what, a scholarship, a professorship? He got yeah. all this crap. In return, USC got a big contract. From the so uh, what does his son do now? Yeah, I don't know anything. Uh, well, he's, got, the- he's got twin sons. The other one's the only one that spoke today. The courtroom apparently was packed. A hundred people, and a lot of them Mark Ridley Thomas supporters. Hey, criminals have quite a following these days. Let's go he's to Daniel a- Gus from the Gus Report. 
Uh, for more on this, he follows the inside <laughs> L.A. politics very closely, and I'm sure he has a lot to say. Is everybody nuts, Daniel? I mean, this is not that hard a case to follow. Oh, my goodness, guys. It never ends. You know, I would love to write about other governments, but for some reason, City Hall or the county supervisors just keeps drawing us in. And so, uh, just so you know, I have the beer, the vodka, and the gin right here to celebrate your holiday. Uh, so uh, I am literally toasting one of the three uh, right now. Uh, guys, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And let me just clarify one point as to why Marilyn Flynn uh, got uh, house arrest and Mark Ridley Thomas is going to prison, is that her decisions criminal, corrupt as they were, benefited the school. They did not, at 84, benefit her. Ah, Ridley Thomas was doing this to, to benefit himself and his son, who, as we all know, had to leave the, 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 the state legislature uh, in disgrace. So that was a factor in this also. This was for personal benefit. And as you noted in the email, uh, Ridley Thomas clearly tried to cover his track, saying, here's the 100000 use it as you wish. But the next day, it's like, hey, you know, send it to my son's uh, organization here. So this guy was clearly uh, knowing what he did, Ridley Thomas. It was to clearly benefit him and his family and, and not to excuse, but just by way of comparison, uh, 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 Marilyn Flynn did this uh, to benefit the school. And so that's part of the other reason why he's going to prison and she's going to uh, be locked up at home for a year and a half or so. Why wasn't, are, wasn't this really dumb? Wasn't there other ways to help his son out than try to come up with this ridiculous scam? Oh, my God. Do you know how many agencies they could have signed him up for, uh, <laughs> for jobs and this and that? And how did, how did uh, Mark Ridley Thomas' son, Sebastian, somehow qualify to be a, uh, a professor at USC when he didn't even have a master's degree? So USC doesn't get away with this either. You know, you, come on. There were so many ways that they could have got this guy a job. Just like Herb Wesson got his son's jobs, just like a lot of other politicians get their wives' jobs. You're telling me that Paul Koretz's wife, Gail, was the best person to work in Eric Garcetti's office? Please, there were so <laughs> many other ways. It did not have to be this way. So well, why are so many politicians and other public figures... They're they're just in mourning this this uh, like uh, yeah he's considered an icon Daniel they can't well, believe well, this. I, I don't understand what's the appeal here well you said pillar of the community please he was a pickpocket of the community <laughs> he is a race merchant and if you remember going back about fourteen years this guy said it was racist because in the middle of the Great Recession we didn't want to spend seven hundred more than seven hundred thousand dollars to renovate his office at a time when the when, when the medium house price in la county was about half of that and yeah. that was racism <laughs> and all the stuff that he went after you guys for it was all racism and and, and and so these are all lemmings and they all follow the and may i point out that every one of these politicians who's been indicted everyone who had to resign in disgrace all of these mayors, Karen Bass, Eric Garcetti, Antonio Villaraigosa, what do they all have in common? Each and every one of them was endorsed or repeatedly endorsed by the Los Angeles Times. So <laughs> they follow the Pied Piper of, oh, it is a prominent black politician. Yes, he did accept bribes. Oh, but he was just helping his son. 
they're all selling the same bull. Three and a half years and $30,000 in fines. You think this is light, though? It's light in terms of the fine. Marilyn Flynn got a $150,000 fine. And when I heard that he's got a $30,000 fine and about $700 in restitution, I'm like, that really struck me as odd. I thought it was going to be way more of a fine than Marilyn Flynn got. But the good news is that in federal prison, you have to serve 85% of your sentence Ah. before you're eligible for release. So for every year... If he's a well-behaved, and I'm sure he will be, and a, um, undoubtedly a, a hot and sweaty uh, a federal prison somewhere, he'll get 54 days off for each year of his sentence. But that still means he's going to spend three full years in prison. No, I don't think it's enough. No, I don't think it's enough at all, because you can't tell me that a guy's been around this long, and then 30, 40 years into his career, this is the first criminal act he committed? Um, I, I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when, 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 he, when he pulled that $700,000 renovation that he wanted the taxpayers to cover, it was clear this guy was a crook. It was, it was screaming right. headlines that he was a crook. And, it, it, right. it, and he still... Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, and still the LA Times endorsed him for city council, and still he keeps getting reelected, and on and on. Wesson was going for Ridley Thomas's job on the county supervisors. Thank God he didn't win that. Ridley Thomas went for Wesson's job on city council, and the LA Times is good with all of this. Mm. And the local media, bless their souls, save a few of the 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 the, the, the hardcore people in the local media. Um, you know, most of the media goes along with it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Maybe, just maybe, if it's legal, we need to find a way where these people lose their public pensions upon conviction related to, not so like a DUI, but a conviction related to uh, corruption in office. Maybe losing the pension is the thing that they fear most because apparently prison isn't enough. I was going to uh, say, we, we've got three going to prison now there's a fourth one on the way at just off the la mm-hmm. city council like is are they ever going to stop being criminals don't they see now that mm-hmm. the fbi is on to them the justice department is on to them well it's no surprise guys i'm sure you heard last week that we finally had a fantastic nominee for the uh, the la ethics commission which in in most in most elements is is a bit of a joke, but there was a real community activist named Jamie York who really belonged on the Ethics Commission, somebody who comes out of the neighborhood council system, and they unanimously voted her down. How the hell can that be? So, yeah, I don't see any end in sight. And right now, I mean, Paul Krikorian is the head of L.A. City Council, and he's making it less and less uh, 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 favorable for people to chime in and say, hey, you guys are doing a bad job. Krikorian is turned out, and he's just sitting there glowing in, in, in the power, and, and, and Marquise Harris-Dawson's the second in command. And so, no, I don't see any end in sight. Oh, and by the way, how dumb is it was Mark Ridley Thomas to have Sheila Kuehl and Cornell West speak, thinking that a federal judge is going to reduce his sentence because Sheila Kuehl? Of all people, Holy cow, guys. Daniel, we got to go, but we appreciate talking to you and getting your thoughts on Mark Ridley Thomas. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. 
a quick a quick shout out to the people behind Martin Estrada, the U.S. Attorney Mac Jenkins. This guy is leading the the uh, public corruption and civil rights division of, of of the Justice Department here in Los Angeles. So Mac Jenkins and his team they deserve the credit with Martin Estrada. Guys, call me anytime. I'll be glad to come back. All right, Daniel, uh, Daniel Gus, the Gus Report, John and Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. So again, Mark Lee Thomas doesn't have to surrender till November 13th. That part I don't know how we get Well, I just that. figured out maybe that the flash mob of kids that showed up yesterday at the Lamo Mall in Torrance, a thousand, right? Mm-hmm. They were celebrating the Little League World Series win of El Segundo. No? Does it make sense? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think those those are ball players that were carrying on to rejoice and to be thrilled by the amazing victory of uh, the little league team. It's an all star team, right? They're not just El Segundo kids, aren't they? Like from the well, they'd be from uh, the El Segundo leagues. Oh, the little league community. Yeah, the little league community. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. And they came back from the elimination bracket. That's pretty good. We used to, when I used to play like softball, we called it the loser bracket. Call right. Anymore. But you can fight your way out of it. If you lose the first game, you're in that bracket. Yeah, you're in the loser bracket. You can't lose again. That's why it's the elimination bracket. But But, they won, like, what, three in a row in just a few days and got fought their way back to play for uh, in in the winner's bracket. So good for them. Apparently, they just showed up in El Segundo, uh, people there to greet them, and there's going to be a parade next month. So here's your update on Little League Baseball. All right, thank you. Uh, from the Little League desk. Conway's here. Yeah, I love the Little League game, but I was sort of pulling for the, uh, you know, the other kids as well. I mean, that's a big deal for Kurosawa to win a, a World Series. You know? You're going to root for a non-American team? I don't know. I felt bad for those kids. You know, because you look at the, you looked at, at the, uh, the family section and El Segundo had like 900 family members there. In their section, and Curacao had like like three guys that could get out and you know afford time to do that. <laughs> it's a long trip, to I, and, and they sport. work. You I know? always feel bad for the guy. Like in this game, he gives up a I home know. run that uh, ends the World Series. I know. And yeah, that is tough. He's uh, it's going to be looming over him the rest of his life. Well, what's his name that gave up the uh, the Dodger that gave up the Hank Aaron home run? Uh, Al Downing. Al Downing. Yeah. Al Downing used to hate when you brought that up. Is that right? right? Yeah, he hated it. So we'd call talk radio at KBC and go, hey, can we uh, get on and talk about uh, Ron Say? He goes, yeah, sure. He goes, "Uh, Ron Say, the guy in the hot corner. By the way, Al, how was that giving up that bad pitch? Hank Aaron, he's like, ah, you mother, you piece of... You did it. Oh, we did all the time to that guy. All right, we have... uh, This might be the last of the heat wave, I think. I think this is a a wrap. And then... uh, (laughs) From the the Conway Weather Center. The Santa Anas are coming. October can be very hot. I know, I know. And then Bob Barker passed away. I know, that's terrible. Bad timing on... Like late Friday, early Saturday, where he didn't get enough enough juice. You know, if you die during the weekend, it sucks. You got to die like I'll, Monday. I'll remember that. So you can have five days of people remembering you. I he didn't get enough juice, did you say? Nah, he didn't get any any no. juice. Right? I just. <laughs> but I love that. I, you know that I watch it with my grandparents all the time. How much is the rice aroni? Everyone yeah. can play. Everyone can play. Classic show. You're right. Everyone can play. You know, they 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 named State Studio 33 the same studio they did Price is Right and the Carol Burnett Show. Yeah. The first woman ever to do a variety show, 40 million people watching every week. Mm-hmm. They named that studio after Bob Barker. Wow. After a guy that, that, you know, how much, what's more expensive, the crystal chandelier or the rice <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
Come on. But he had 40 years out I get it. I get it. But come on. Our show ran, what, 10 years? Yeah, 11 years. Very close. Um, But come on. (laughs) All right. Things that enrage you. It's always Uh, a plug for his dad's show. (laughs) Uh, Conway. Conway's next. All right. Yeah, Conway. Dig Dog. World Series. Crozier with the news live from the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.